0: This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torver. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influences, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Welcome back to Outspoken. Now, Kate, you were feeling particularly cleansed this Monday morning. I really am. I decided to finally delete all of those toxic influences that have been filling up my newsfeed and it feels so good. I mean, I don't even know why I was following some of the people because I don't like them and my morals don't align with theirs. So my feed is looking really good now. So who was it that you actually unfollowed? just to name a few people? There's probably like 30 to 40 influencers. Top of the list was Chloe Zepp. I had been on the fence about whether I was going to delete her. And I was like, after the weekend with all the protests, I was like, nah, she's gone. Well, talking about Chloe, I did a bit of a deep dive on Social Blade. And a lot of people will be happy to hear that over the last 30 days, she has actually lost over 6,000 followers. But surprisingly, Mitch has only lost 60 so it's really, I would love to know people's reasons for not unfollowing him. I feel like it's because Chloe has publicly commented on the Freedom Rally, whereas Mitch hasn't. He's only reshared her post. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. And I do think for some reason that we do hold females to higher account on these sorts of topics. And in some more positive news, Abby Chatfield has gained 16,290 followers in the last 30 days. Now, this is really interesting when you compare it to Chloe losing all of those followers because Abby has been so pro-vaccine. She's been following all the lockdown laws and she's been publicizing the fact that she's got AstraZeneca. I'm actually not surprised because I think Abby is saying a lot of what everybody else is thinking and she's also been calling out other influencers for doing the wrong thing mm. as well. I get like really nervous before I film any kind of pregnancy video because it just still feels so, so surreal to me. Sarah's Day has been accused of purposely leaking pregnancy news in a bid to direct attention away from the latest criticism aimed at her. Last week, Triple J's Hack published an article and podcast featuring Sarah's involvement in the toxic world of Fitspo. So firstly, let's discuss the apparent pregnancy leak. What actually happened? Well, last week Sarah shared an Instagram story about her upcoming third ebook. But eagle eyed fans spotted in the corner of the Instagram story a messenger conversation left open between Sarah and a friend. So the message was partly covered, but you could see the words sick the past two, as well as eight weeks today. Now, the story was subsequently deleted. However, screenshots have been circulating the internet. Now, the news didn't really come as much of a surprise to Sarah's followers because she has shared previously that she wanted to start trying for a second child after her wedding. Sarah has also been really open about when she gets her period and some fans have noticed she hasn't mentioned it for around two months now, which does fit in with that time frame. I love that Sarah's day is just so TMI that people actually know when she's got her period and can pick up the fact that she hasn't actually mentioned it. That's crazy. Now, as mentioned earlier, the timing is very curious as Sarah was heavily criticised on Hack last week. Yeah, well, the Hack article was uploaded at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning, the same day as this supposed pregnancy leak happened. And in the article, a young woman who followed Sarah said that she began to try and emulate Sarah's diet and exercise regime and then ended up experiencing disordered eating. Now, these claims aren't new because there are a lot of people out there saying that Sarah's YouTube channel has had a negative impact on their eating. However, do you guys think that Sarah would purposely leak this pregnancy news to distract attention away from this negative article? Because Sarah has been copying a lot of negative criticism in the media for a while now. I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I'm not sure what to believe because I feel like Sarah has a history of being a bit careless with what she shares on her Insta story because she does post so many Insta stories per day. I mean, there's they're always riddled with spelling errors as well. There was a time where she uploaded uh, a screenshot of her computer and there was a folder called cellulite photos and she copped all this criticism over that. So it could have been a pure accident, but the timing of it does raise a lot of questions as well. See, I disagree. I think Sarah's day is very calculated when it comes to dropping hints like these. She has been on YouTube for about eight years now. She knows how to divert attention away, particularly when there is a controversy surrounding her. She's had so many controversies the last couple of years. And she knows people are very interested in her pregnancies. She is trying to break into that mummy blogger category and move away, I think, from just the fitness. So I do think it was something that she deliberately did leak in her video. I think it was fairly obvious last week in her vlog that she was pregnant because she and Kurt were doing up... Fox's room and they basically were Mm. putting up new baby stuff so I mean I know they're putting up a mobile I was like oh my god she's clearly pregnant but it is interesting Kate that you do think that she has intentionally put this out I mean it's an interesting PR move well it's all about baiting people so you know there's a little bit of conversation now going on that perhaps she is pregnant now people are going to be wanting to quickly go watch her stories to see if there's any more clues and then when she finally does make the announcement there's going to be a lot of traffic on on that video as well. I think it's really sad that this has detracted from really important conversations the hack were trying to have about unqualified influencers handing out advice and this sort of Fitspo culture that's been created. Mm. Well, hack did ask Sarah's day and her team for comment, which they didn't supply. From a PR perspective, Soph, what do you think about the way that Sarah's team seems to handle criticism? I think they handle it terribly. They really need to face up to some of these accusations that are being thrown at her. In my opinion, being silent on the matter doesn't do anything from her brand. It just detracts from it. Well, Kate, what about you? If you were part of Sarah's Day's PR team, what would your response be to an article and podcast like Hack? For me, it's quite obvious that Sarah doesn't have a professional media team because firstly, you would be handling this type of commentary in a reactive way. So you would be providing a statement from Sarah and also, you'd be trying to generate a lot of positive media attention around her and trying to change this negative image that has started to find its way into the mainstream media over the last couple of days. So I think it would be really quite a branding exercise in itself, being proactive about pushing out positive messages about her, but then also being on the front foot when it comes to answering negative press. And and, and I think that by not responding, it looks like you're sticking your head in the sand and you literally do not care about anyone's feedback. I think it's really sad because she literally could have come out and shown a bit of an emotional side and said that, you know, she feels really sorry for this girl who's gone through this experience. I mean, Mm. I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of there's almost like a lack of empathy when you don't even respond to someone's claims like this and care. And she is making a lot of money from these young and impressionable followers. I mean, she's releasing her 3rd ebook currently why doesn't she just release a statement that says that she's really concerned what's happened to this girl? You know, as you said, address some of the criticism she, that's actually come out about it. But she's touched on it in her podcast as well. She said that a lot of the videos she used to put out, she does not agree with now. Delete them And that she them, did then. have some sort of issue with eating. So mm. yeah, delete that content and face up to it. I do find it ironic that people like Kayla Estinas and Ashley Bynes, we've seen their evolution. I mean, Kayla Estinas started out with a bikini bodyguard. That was her main product. She's now evolved into promoting her new product, Sweat. And that is such a, di- a such a difference from what she started out doing. However, with Sarah's Day, I highly doubt that this third ebook is going to be anything different. It's still going to be pushing a dangerous amount mm. of exercise and very disordered eating. Just lastly, I, I wonder if she's releasing the 3rd ebook because her food app Sunny isn't doing as well. Well, I personally think it's because she's saving up for a holiday house. So in a oh. recent podcast, what well, was actually that dropped on Friday, she was mentioning how she is looking on realestate.com now for a sort of farm style holiday house. So maybe that's why. So by the way, I guess you can tell by all the cars in here that... The car I'm getting is a Bentley. <laughs> Tammy Hembro is currently trending on YouTube right now, following in the release of a YouTube video which showed off her dream car. Kate, you've got to tell us more about this Bentley. I was just blown away. I'm not really a car person, but I would very much like this car. So as you touched on, it is a matte white Bentley. Now, Tammy actually had the whole interior custom designed for her. So she actually ordered the car last year and it's taken all this time because she had so many custom choices for everything. All I can think looking at this car is how fucked Sophie would be having this car because (laughs) when I go in Sophie's car she's got like makeup hand marks all over a steering wheel you would and like the fake tan like this car would be destroyed instantly by Sophie. It's actually it's pretty funny because when Brandon used to live at home I would park my car down the side street near his parents house and one morning I was horrified I'd left my keys on his parents hallway table and his dad had jumped in my car and moved it and he said "My." God, there is makeup everywhere in the car. So there are mascara flicks on the roof. I've got orange really? handprints on my wheel, on the clutch. So for those who haven't seen this car, the the steering wheel is white. This yeah, would be an all, absolute nightmare. Yeah, it's all white leather interior. And not only am I thinking about Tammy's fake tan and makeup, but she has two young kids. <laughs> because when she got the car... Because when she got the car home, she asked her boyfriend Matt if he can get their seats out and put them in the car. So this isn't like a special car that she's only using on special occasions. This is her her normal whip around. Oh well, good on her. Like if she's got the money, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like why drive around in some old bomb? Well, she definitely she definitely wasn't driving around in an old bomb. She used to ha- she still has a Land Rover, so don't <laughs> worry, she wasn't driving around in a shitbox. That being said, going back to the fact that she's got white leather interior, sometimes black can be just as bad as well mm. for handprints. I've noticed. I feel like yeah. this. I feel like this white car would be Madison Woolley's dream car. Just everything <laughs> being white. <laughs> well, interestingly, I did a sneaky Google and I found out that the base model of the car Tammy got was $340,000. So I can only imagine how much it would have cost for these custom choices. It does put Shani's new car to shame. You know, it's probably double what Shani's was, but I don't know. I felt like I actually enjoyed seeing Tammy pick up this car because she was so excited about it. She said to her sister, when I was 11, remember I said to you that I always wanted a Bentley and a Lamborghini? And she's like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> but I think, I think Tammy did it in the right way because she showed her going you know to her office and and launching her new you know talking about her tammy fit app and she was showing that she's a businesswoman and this is what she's achieved
1: Uh, we're on the way to go do breath work down at um at the beach with the gang
0: what happens when influencer adjacent people accidentally out their famous friends unpopular views that's exactly what happened to two of australia's biggest influencers this week kate can you tell us what happened Well, the first influencer to get outed, and I think he really was already out on this topic, was Mitchell Orville. So Mitchell Orville's camera guy, Sam Young, who has recently been featuring in a lot of Mitch's vlogs, shared a video to TikTok this week. Now, in the video, he announced that he wouldn't be getting the vaccine and he was also anti-mask. This is what he said.
1: So I just went to get coffee and um, I wasn't wearing my mask and then a bunch of police officers Um, came to order a coffee so I knew it was coming anyway one of the cops goes where's your mask mate I looked him in the eye and I said I've got an exemption it's like where's your exemption and I'm like the law states you don't I can't I don't have to show you proof Um, and then I showed him the form where you can scan and takes you to the federal law anyway long story short he goes mate I know exactly how you're feeling he goes I'm vaccinated and they're still making me wear one Like, when you think about it, how crazy is that? That people that are actually doing the right thing by society and the government are going to get vaccinated, but yet they still have to go into lockdown and they still have to wear a mask. So, yeah, I don't know about you, but I definitely won't be getting the vaccine.
0: Then on Friday, Sarah's Day's friend, Brenton Parks, shared what he claimed was a satirical video poking fun at mask wearing and vaccinations. Now, for some background, Brenton is an actor, DJ and business owner. He owns the Good Guns, which are those massage guns that I'm seeing everywhere on Instagram at the moment. So as I touched on, he is really close friends with Sarah's Day and Kurt Till's. He recently appeared in their wedding vlog and alongside another vlog where they went away on a holiday. He's also part of their church community. And in regards to the guns you were talking about, Sophie, the massage guns, Kurt is always spruiking them on his Insta story. So people will have seen them on there if you follow Mm. Sarah and Kurt. Now, Brenton is a micro-influencer in his own right. He does create a lot of skit videos being an actor. So in this video, he is seen trying to get into a clothing store without checking in or wearing a mask. And as the video progresses, the security guard continues to ban him from entering the store until he's had a range of other medical procedures done. Let's play the clip.
2: Hi, sir, have you checked in? Uh, No, not yet. I'll do it now. Uh, Sir, have you got a mask? Yep, I'll put it on now. Man, I'm sick of this. Uh, Sir, have you got the vaccine? What? The vaccine. You need to be vaccinated to walk through here. I don't don't really believe in the vax. Sorry then. (sighs) All right. Sir, have you been circumcised? Excuse me? Circumcised. It's on the New South Wales website. (laughs) Serious? We're looking for herd immunity. Go on then. All right. Sir, have you had a vasectomy? What? The Premier mentioned it last night. New restriction. But I want to have kids. That's fine, you just can't enter this store. Oh, very well. So have you got a face tat? You're kidding, right? So you need a face tattoo if you want to get past me.
0: Hey, how can I help you?
2: I just need directions to the nearest servo. Yep,
0: two blocks that way.
2: Thanks. You know your staff out the front's really pushy. We don't
0: have staff out the front. The first thing I thought of when I saw the clip was that he's obviously gone out and broken the rules around wearing a mask because he filmed it during lockdown. Also, the video wasn't even funny. Like, even if you are an anti-vaxxer and you, you hate masks, I didn't actually find it funny whatsoever. It was cringe. It was cringe. What I really didn't like in this video was when Brenton was asked if he has had the vaccine, he said, I don't really believe in the vax. In this kind of way as if he was mocking it Mm -hmm. so a follower has actually written on brenton's page saying mate i think you're funny normally but this is fucked i'm not sure if you're an anti-vaxxer or an idiot not sure at all sydney is fucked at the moment literally fucked i'm sorry mum, for all the fucks So please keep making jokes about masks, checking in and vaccinations for people who can't leave their houses. Now, Brenton replied saying, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. Just an actor playing two different sides. Oh, bullshit. Now, do you guys believe he is just playing two different sides here? Definitely not. I feel like it's quite clear he was trying to push an anti-mask, anti-vax message using humour, which really it wasn't funny at all. It wasn't clever. It was just stupid. This video made my blood boil. I do not know how you can compare getting a vaccine that is helping the community to something like getting a vasectomy. Well, he's it clearly was just trying ridiculous. to push medical. He's clearly trying to push medical misinformation because he's trying to say, "Oh, well, the vaccine might make you sterile." That's mm. that's what I thought. Yeah, and the worst part of it all is that Sarah's Day has actually liked this post. Yeah, and to me, her liking this post means my views and values align with what has been said in this video. What do you guys think? Is that fair? Exactly. And also the fact that she has such a large Instagram following, her liking this post will push this video Mm. into so many other people's news feeds on Instagram. And as you said, it's promoting the the view that she also believes that being an anti-vaxxer and an anti-masker is a great idea. I know people can say it's just a like, but at the moment, You putting a like towards any sort of content like this is you Mm. publicly clamming out and saying you support it. I don't care what anyone says about it. This like was an indication of support. Every year, Casa Amor puts the Love Island contestants' relationships to the ultimate test. While viewers are enthralled by the messy love triangles, the program shines a light on the trials and tribulations young people experience looking for a partner, no matter how ugly or toxic the pursuit is. Sophie, first, can you explain what Casa Amor is for people who haven't seen Love Island? Casa Amor Week is my favorite part of Love Island. Basically, the boys are put into a new villa which is full of new women and they are put to the ultimate test while the original girls remain in the main villa with a bunch of new guys who try to tempt them away from their partners. And every year it plays out the same. The original girls don't really ever want a bar of any of the new guys and stay loyal while at least one of the original boys always cheats. Now, there have been some really solid couples in the villa. We have Liberty and Jake, who are known as Gibbety. And Jake actually made it official last week. He did this big elaborate proposal where he got all of the other islanders involved. And it was very reminiscent of a a marriage proposal. Yeah, because when you say proposal, he was asking Liberty to be his girlfriend. And what he did was he brought in these two bracelets that each had magnets on them. And he connected the magnets. So it was like they were connected. What did you guys think about this? Because my first thought was he has brought these into the into the villa in the hope that he'll get into a mm. relationship. Is it really that much of a personal sort mm. of gesture because it could have been for anybody? Yeah, it seemed a little bit manufactured for me considering he had planned it before he'd even met Liberty. I mean, she ate it all up. She loved it. I just felt it was a little bit cringe because we've seen the other contestants on former series of Love Islands do the same thing. So it just seemed like he was kind of ticking the box and doing Mm. what he thought he should do because there's no way in the real world he would have ever proposed to Liberty like that for her to be his girlfriend. Yeah, it's always over the top. Did you guys notice, though, that Liberty said, I love you after he asked mm, her to be mm. his girlfriend and he didn't say anything back. Yeah, that was a little bit awkward. They kind of glossed over that really quickly. Well, another couple who's really popular and very solid in the villa is Millie and Liam. I absolutely loved this too. before Casa Moore started. I am a huge Millie fan. Yeah, Millie just seems really classy and she does seem very likeable. And the thing with Liam is he actually looks as if he's in his 30s, but he's only 21. Yeah. And when he, he, he seemed to have been really mature with Millie. But obviously that all changed See, later. See, I, I want to put it out there. I flagged with you guys that I did not like them as a couple. I like Millie, but I do not like Liam. He has rubbed me up the wrong way from the beginning. And there's just something about him that I don't quite like. And I now feel validated in those feelings. Now, before we get into too much of the dirt, I feel like I've got to educate you guys on what the word Casa Amor actually means. I'm assuming Amor is love. Correct. Yeah. Well, a lot of people. Casa is house, so house house of love. (laughs) Okay, you've answered it for me. A lot of people did think that maybe it meant drama. But yes, as you've said, it means love house. I was really interested to see the reactions to Casa Amor. I mean, considering all of the boys bar Hugo were coupled up, when they revealed that the boys were moving into the Casa Amor Villa, they acted so excited. It's often touted as a bit of a lad's weekend. What did you guys think of their reactions? I think it really showed their immaturity. They were acting like little boys that were going on a holiday. And to put it into perspective, they've been in the villa for a couple of weeks. Some of them have only been coupled up with their partners for a few days. So I think I would have been very disappointed if I was the girls and I saw their reactions. Well, it was in stark contrast to the girls' reactions. They were all incredibly sad that the boys had left the villa. I couldn't believe how many of them went and found pieces of the boys' clothing to sniff. Like, I didn't really know that that was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that did make me laugh. I feel like the girls are being quite territorial when they were packing the boys' bags. I mean, we saw Faye, she purposely left out Teddy's aftershave. And then Liberty was putting in a bra for Jake to have. It just just cracked me up what they chose to include in their suitcases. Mm. Well, Kaz, who is one of the public's favourites, she packed her pink dressing gown for Tyler, who she's recently started kind of dating on the show. And this gift has set viewers off because... There is a meme going around showing Clarice wearing Kaz's pink dressing gown. So Tyler Ooh. has given her this dressing gown, and and they've been canoodling, and they, they, they have. They've been making out, sharing the same bed. So people are furious at Tyler, and he's really fucked up. He could have been one of the most popular couples. Why are none of these? I know. like why none of these boys playing the game Ooh. either? But what about Liam? He's the he's the islander who's made my blood boil the most. The disrespect that he has shown for Millie. I mean, the fact that the girl he's hooking up with now in Casseramore is called Lily. I actually cannot believe he must well, be they, getting they so confused. They literally look the same. Like if you put hair extensions on Millie, they they look the same. Like as you said, I would have thought these boys would have been a bit smarter to think, okay. This is being filmed. How Mm. is this going to look? Not only is this being filmed to the general public, but the girl that I'm dating, that I have feelings for, is going to see this. It makes me think... Mm. God, imagine if it hadn't been filmed what these boys would be getting up to. And I think that's why a lot of viewers, as they're watching it at home, feel quite uneasy seeing this type of behaviour. Just on Liam making out with Lily, has anyone noticed how revolting they all kiss in the Love Island villa? I saw someone comment on Instagram on the Love Island Instagram account saying they all look like they're just starving hungry and they're just like eating each other's faces off. I saw someone describe it as a washing machine movement, (laughs) which is quite accurate. Well, the thing is, Castor and More lasts about four or five days. And already on day one, the boys were necking on with the girls because they all do these challenges. And what is the biggest joke is they all say, oh, sorry, I bet my partner would have loved me to get involved in this challenge. I've just got to have this three-way <laughs> kiss. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't think that they'll be agreeing with you. Yeah and I find it so funny that oh because it's in a challenge it's okay like it, it, it says kiss the person it doesn't say stick your tongue down their throat like why can't they just give them a peck on the lips. And what is worse is we have now seen that Liam has been kissing Lily outside of the challenge and he's basically said that he is interested in her he's also sharing a bed with her and we've got poor Millie back in the main villa absolutely pining for this dickhead. Now what's really sensational? is that Love Island has created a Casa Amor postcard. So they've sent in an A4 size postcard, which has photos of what the boys have been up to on their holiday. Now, each boy was featured on this postcard and it showed the majority of boys either kissing or snuggling in bed with one of the new girls. And there has been this twist that has really upset viewers. So The producers have been called out for manipulating the show because they they have absolutely sold Teddy up the garden path here. So many believe that he has been unfairly treated because on the postcard, he is shown making out with Clarice. And that was, in fact, part of a game. Personally, I don't see there's much difference between a game. But he's been sleeping outside, hasn't he? Because he wants to be with Faye. Yeah, so Teddy has been so loyal, saying he misses her, has turned the girls down. He's the only one out sleeping on the day beds with Jake. And he has been painted as this absolute villain back in the main villa. Then we have Liam, who the producers have decided to let him off the hook. Well, it's pretty obvious why they've done that because the producers want the, sh- the shocked face of Millie when he walks into the villa with this other girl. And the reason that they've included a photo of Teddy kissing a girl in a challenge is because they want to see Faye hook up with another guy. Well, they want to see Hurricane mm. Faye as well. She oh, has yeah. been known for her reactions and they wouldn't have got a reaction from Faye because they know that Teddy would have come back and been happy to stay with her what does everyone think about Jake's behavior? Because I really like Jake and he and Liberty are one of the most popular couples on the show. But I've got to say, I've been quite disappointed in the way he's been acting because he's really been egging on the other guys to cheat on their partners. And the thing is, he's in this you know, official relationship now with Liberty, but he's telling the other guys, oh, you're not official. So you can do what you want. See, I've never actually liked Jake. From the beginning, I thought that he was sort of putting it on a little bit because he was quite vocal about the fact that he wasn't sure about Liberty, but I feel like he's now seen how popular she is in the villa and presumably on the outside. And he thought, okay, my best chance of staying in this villa and then also winning the money is to stay coupled up with Liberty. Because as you said, she seems very besotted with him. She said he, she loves him, but he seems a little bit calculated. And To me, I feel like he potentially would have been playing up in Casa Amor if he hadn't pulled the trigger and made Liberty his girlfriend a couple of days earlier. Well, what I'm really confused about, and my boyfriend who has sat through the whole series with me is also very confused about this too, (laughs) is hugo was so vocal in calling out toby's treatment of chloe during last mm. week's recoupling yet he has remained quiet on this topic i don't know whether it's because the producers haven't aired it or what but i mean to me this would have been good viewing so you, why has no do you one- mean the topic of the fact that liam has now hooked up with millie yeah i don't understand why no one is calling out their bad behavior that's what's pissed me off because they you know that you've got jake egging it on And then you've also got none of the boys even questioning Liam about his behaviour. Well, do you think that's because Hugo is in the minority? So when he was in the villa and he called Chloe out, he would have had the support of the girls, whereas at the moment, I mean, you can see he's not really in his element. Like he, I mean, he's saying he's having a lot of fun, but I do feel sorry for Hugo because it just seems like none of the girls he likes like him back. And then he's had a few girls that don't really suit him And it seems like all the girls in Casa Moore are attracted to the bad boys in the villa. But it looks like he he ends up recoupling with probably arguably the most attractive girl in that villa. Mm, He does, but she's, I mean, she's obviously clever because she Mm. wants to extend her time on television, her 15 minutes of fame. What I really do love about Love Island, though, is they do get it right every year in showing just how difficult and the sort of crap you have to go to to actually find a partner. Do you mean they just show how what dickheads young men are? Pretty much. Every year on television? Pretty much. And I do feel like they really do act as a mirror reflecting what society is like. And for a lot of older people watching the show, they might be surprised that this actually goes on. It's funny, I said to Reese because I've been forcing him to watch it recently, and I actually think he secretly enjoys it. I said to him, I would be so mad if you were in Casa Amor and you were sleeping in a bed with a girl. And his response was, why would any of these people be doing this in the real world? He just could not understand any of it and how dumb these guys are acting. The thing that's really annoying is most of them are saying, oh, you know, they're valid to be able to do what they want because they're not official. But I would say that Millie and Liam are a fully blown couple and they're Mm. just – and he's using the fact that they're not in a label, you know, that they don't have a label on themselves. They're in a situationship. And as you said, Sophie, there are so many people who are out there in society that are in these situationships and their partners just go off on a lad's holiday and will just go and cheat and be like, oh, well, we weren't, you know, official. Mm. That's the thing, as awful as it is to watch, I do think it is good that young people are exposed to this reality because it makes them not feel so alone. Really? Feeling, yes. Oh, my God. T-Central over here. Love Island's Lucinda Stratford may have only been evicted from the Love Island villa last week, but she's managed to cause more drama outside the villa than she did inside. The former flight attendant has been accused of having a secret boyfriend on the outside. Amy, can you please fill us in on what has been going on since we last saw Lucinda inside the villa? Yeah, well, Lucinda was coupled up initially with Brad and then they were voted the least compatible couple by the public and they were forced to decide between themselves who would leave the villa. And fans will remember that Brad sacrificed his own position in the Love Island villa to give Lucinda the opportunity to be on the show. what and and was it to build her personal brand and her yeah. clothing range? <laughs> well, a lot of people questioned it because he used the language saying, I'm giving you this opportunity. And mm. Lucinda came into the house telling everybody that she had launched a fashion label and there have been a lot of rumours circulating that the only reason that Lucinda's gone on is because she's always wanted to be an influencer. I mean, let's be honest, that's probably half the reason people do go on this show. So, after being separated from Brad, Lucinda mourned for, I think it was about 24 hours, she slept in his hoodie and then suddenly she was interested in getting to know other islanders and she ended up hooking up with Aaron and subsequently she and Aaron have been voted off the island for being the least popular popular couple on the show. During her time in the villa there have been rumors circulating in the outside world that Lucinda had got back together with her soccer player boyfriend Aaron Conley right before the series of Love Island began. So these rumors were exacerbated by the fact that the soccer player was looking after Lucinda's dog. This seems very has very bachelor vibes. Wasn't this a case with <laughs> Ellie Miles' um, partnership that yeah. she selected? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Does anyone else find it super awkward that her ex-boyfriend is also called Aaron? It makes the story kind of confusing. Yeah. Well, since she and Love Island Aaron have come out of the villa, they've already revealed that they're no longer together. So she's told the mail online, we're great friends. I know that I can come to him for anything. The aim of the game is to find love. And I did always want to. I made amazing friends in there. So Lucinda's also been asked about her relationship with the soccer player, Aaron Connolly, and she's come out and said, we ended quite dramatically at the start of March, but then we made friends and we share a dog. It's a shared dog and he's been looking after it. So the dramatic ending to the relationship that Lucinda's referring to is the fact that apparently Aaron cheated on Lucinda during lockdown and he even broke lockdown rules to do the cheating, to partake in the cheating. So he sounds like a real winner there. But what I suppose has pissed a lot of women off around the world is that Lucinda has told the Mail online that she is intending to catch up with Brad and that they have been texting each other. Can you imagine how much Love Island Aaron would be pissed off by this? Because she very much told Aaron that she was not interested in pursuing Brad outside of the villa. Yeah, well, I wonder if she's seen how popular Brad is. I mean, I, it's, it's really, I feel mean saying this, but it is clear that she has gone in there to garner some kind of following. The first post that she released after leaving the villa was a thank you message. So it said, thank you for all your kind messages for Lucinda. So this is from her team. We are passing her social media back today and she will endeavor to respond to as many of you as possible over the coming days. For all business inquiries, pre- please contact Neon Management. And the photo is of her and it's got a Neon Management logo at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she obviously had already broken up with Aaron then, but despite saying when she left the villa, "Oh, I'm so excited to see, to spend time with him and see how it all goes," as clearly the flight across was enough. Well, all of the islanders are actually placed into a five day quarantine in their home, so that's what makes uh-huh. it a little bit difficult for them to catch up. I'm sure she'll be moving back into the soccer player's house very soon because they they used to apparently have one of those home accounts, well, and I it's an, she's an absolute, absolute mansion. It. Well, I think she's already in it if you take a look at her photo. So she, she's in the the same house that she previously took photos in
1: yeah that she oh. lived
0: with that she lived with a soccer player in well i was half hoping that she was moving in with um brad and his nana oh, was that not as glamorous <laughs> i doubt it well i think that's all we've got time for today thank you so much for listening to another episode of outspoken if you did enjoy the show we'd love if you could go and leave us a review and also don't forget to subscribe on apple Podcasts and also on spotify And if you'd like to continue the conversation, you can join us in our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community.